from Los Angeles, California. This is the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Thursday, December 6, 2007, day 31 of the Rider Strike. Today, I visit with D. LaDuke at the picket lines at CBS Radford Studios. Dee is the author of the book, Making Great Television, Four Essential Ingredients. If you want to learn more about it, click on our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com. Now, Dee commutes from the Bay Area to write on the show, Girlfriends. Because of her proximity to Silicon Valley, I wanted to know what her take is about disruptive technology, new media, and the digitizing of the entertainment industry. Let's roll sound. does Rupert Murdoch need? What EU nation does he want to buy with all of this money? It's about fairness. You know, it's not that we aren't well compensated for what we do, but fair is fair. Well, and you know, if, if, if they are making no money off of new media, then fine, give us a percentage of nothing. Yeah. Fine, I'm fine with that. Just guarantee me a percentage, and if you make no profits, well, we make it, Not we don't make it together, right? And, you know, five years from now, the television schedule is an endangered species. Five years from now, it's not going to be there. I'm not going to trade in my television until I can, really, my next television is going to be a big monitor, and I'm going to download what I want to see, when I want to see it. It's going to be a hybrid exactly. television and exactly. computer. Exactly. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know when my favorite, here I'm in the business, I don't even know when my favorite shows are on. My, my TiVo's doing it for me. Exactly. And so more and more, that's, you know, that saturation is going to take over how we view it. I won't say it's even at 50% now, but in another five years, I do believe it would be over 50%. And, um... There, there isn't uh, going to be a point to having a television schedule. Yeah. It will all be on our iPods. It'll be on our... Uh, who knows? Who knows? All right, so let's start with your name, where you're from, and what show you're working on, and where we're at. Okay. Um, my name is Dee LaDuke. I live in the Bay Area, but I work on... Those are our supporters. I work on Girlfriends at the CBS Radford lot and I'm here today walking the picket line and I'm a commuter. I'm a commuter writer, commuter striker. New hyphenate. How does that work? Well, I have a writing partner and that helps. He's here doing the heavy lifting 24-7 and I come on uh, early Tuesday morning and I'm here for the shoot that we shoot on Tuesday and then I'm here for Wednesday when we read the new episode and rewrite that and the rest of the week I tell a commute. So it's, it's a pretty nice job. Okay, so you're from the Bay Area, and the Bay Area is the heartbeat of new technologies and new media. How is the strike registering up there? Unfortunately, it's, it's just a blip. They don't really understand who we are and what we're doing, and I really think that the, um, the industry needs to get more involved and start organizing the people who are producing for the new media. And I think that if once this is settled, we'll have some real, uh, we'll be a lot more attractive to the people who are writing for, writing entertainment for the different media outlets up there. But right now, we don't have anything to offer them. 
yeah, hopefully by next month we'll have really attractive reason to be in their lives and we'll be able to unionize them as well. I think so. I read uh, Mark Anderson's blog. He started Netscape. He's since gotten on to move on to other projects. He said that Hollywood would be behooved to follow the Silicon Valley model of artists owning their content instead of the studios. What do you think about that? Well, um, it's wonderful. I'm supposed to be part owner of, because my partner and I help produce the pilot of Girlfriends, I have a, a share in the show, but getting it is another thing. and it, Distributing it. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, you have to sue to get them to open the books and tell you when they're, you know, to find out what your profit is, what your share is. So, I mean, that's the thing is, it, it, you've got to trust your partners. You know, it's got to be a more open relationship than we currently have with the studios, because it costs a lot of money to get your portion of ownership. So, yeah, I think they play a little more fair in uh, Silicon Valley, there's plenty of money to go around. They understand that. Yeah. You know, we're getting rich. You can make some money, too. Uh, they never really learned that lesson in Hollywood. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, what if Hollywood went, went, went 2.0? What if you took your own show, produced it, and created it, and distributed it on the Internet through channels like YouTube and other ones? That's been my dream. And, I mean, it is going to be a reality, and it's going to be a reality very soon. And even the big networks are aware that this is their future. They're already making that happen. You, we can download their hit shows. We can't download their entire schedule, but we can download the hit shows. So they know that it, it's happening. It's still a very expensive thing to produce television, so you're always going to need those channels for money and to make it, make it happen. You need VC funding. Right, exactly. And so, um, you know, and, and also the, the advertising, more than anything, advertising models have to change, and they are changing. The Internet is coming up with more creative ways of making money and where they put the advertising and how they break up entertainment programming. But there's a lot of antiquated things that are locking in the old television schedule, the upfronts, for example. Do you know the No, please explain this. Upfronts are when they roll out the new television season in May. Okay. And that is a big party in New York where Madison Avenue gets all charged up about the new stars and the new shows, and they pay in advance to, be, to have their advertising on these shows. And they are promised a certain ratings point. Oh. And when that show, if that show can't deliver, then the advertiser has to get either money back or money back in form of time, okay. do you see? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of ancient. Um, it's, it's outlived its usefulness, uh, but it's still entrenched. And I think Madison Avenue could start dictating how they want Hollywood to do it, and they would fall in line. What, what would be the new model for media buyers to sell their product? I'm not sure because I'm not a media buyer and I'm not in the advertising agency, but the advertising agency wields a lot more power than they even realize. Um, they could come up with a whole new, we need a new business model, because I think that the business model that mainstream television operates under right now kind of grew and fits and starts as the industry changed. The industry is going to change much more broadly than it ever has now. I think the upfronts have been going on for about 20 years, and so something new something really new, a whole new paradigm and how money flows through this whole business needs to happen. I don't have that mind, 
but I know that nobody's serving anybody at this point. So what you're saying is we all have to adapt. Yeah, we all have to adapt, uh, but but on every level, you know, I mean, the advertisers need to jump in and start making their own demands. I'm just curious, I ask this question to a lot of writers, um, do you consume any new media products, and if so, what are you watching or downloading or streaming? For a while, I was following the Budweiser Network. Oh, I never heard of this. When is this? This, I, you know, and I haven't followed it now for six months, right. and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... Uh, goofy in that Judd Apatow kind of way, you know. It, you know, it was kind of fueled by Budweiser mentality. And they had uh, reality and sitcom. And they had um, a little animated series. And to tell you the truth, there's so much out there right now to stay on top of yeah. that I couldn't, stay, I couldn't keep up with it. I was really excited because I thought, okay, the future is here. I can yeah. start writing this kind of television now. And so I've lost track, and I don't even know if they're still out there. So I think it's Bud TV is what it's called. It's worth checking out. Yeah. Okay. Today is Tuesday. What is it? Tuesday, uh, the 4th of December. The AMTP and the WGA have gone back to the table. What do you know about the negotiations today, if anything? They promised that they had something more to offer us than the lousy offer they made last week. What was the offer last oh, week? Oh, gosh. Um, $250 for unlimited downloads for after six months. Uh, it, was, it was absurd. It was absurd. It was absurd. And then there was another half of it, and... That one, I think that's so stuck in my craw, I can't even remember. <laughs> I can't remember what else it was. So anyway, They promised it was, it was the... Not, it was not fair. Okay. So they're promising a better... They're promising a better... Uh, the, the other half of the offer today. That's right. And they say they have more. So why did they come to that, us with that insulting offer in the first place? I don't know. But we'll see. This is the way they want to operate and... You know, one thing I know is they don't have February sweeps in the can. They want February sweeps in the can, so they've really got to get to it. We can get them their February sweeps episodes if, you know, they get this settled so we can go back to work as of January 2nd. But if they delay any longer than that, there will be no February sweeps. There will be no May sweeps. And they've already collected money on what... (laughs) Again, you know, everybody, everybody's... They need, they need to pay for it they, with some programming. Any parting shots as we wrap this up? Anything you want to say? Any parting? Mm. I think we've got a revolution on our hands. If everybody would realize what the new power is and what the new power source is, television was based on a radio model in its, in its infancy, and we've grown up from that. How do you mean a, a radio model? Well, that was the, the previous popular entertainment. The and it was and it was um, based on their you know the links that radio programs were they were it was based on radio sponsorships it grew out of the way radio was produced the way it was produced and so the architecture of the radio program exactly and we have we have a whole new slate we have a lot of new platforms we have a lot of new ways to reach an audience and we can reach that audience in many many different ways so I think we need to recognize that and how and really realize how that releases us from the you know half hour once a week or the one hour once a week model or uh, there's no end to the way the formula could be broken apart and put back together but we have to realize that there's a whole new way of doing it and it's up to us to um, 
you know, to light that fire and to, to create those opportunities. Well, if there's a whole new paradigm, wouldn't it even stand to reason that maybe you guys don't even need the studios anymore? It would be, except there is that cash flow problem. And if you want quality work, you know, if you really want to have those, uh, you, you don't know how important those crane shots are until you try to do without them. <laughs> really. You know, and it is a visual medium. And it's not, uh, it's not as visually poetic as, say, um, film. It is still dominated by the word and the story. But at the same time, those nuances, those, those beautiful, deeply textured visual nuances and that kind of uh, depth that, you know, exemplified in something like The Sopranos, you know, that doesn't come cheaply. That doesn't come cheaply. You need, you need good cameras, you need difficult angles, you need lots of people in the background. It's hard, hard work, and it's expensive work. So, yeah, we can all take our home cameras, and we can uh, make five-minute five episodes, and we can make them funny, and we can make them you know, dominant, you know, make them story-centered and word-centered. But then we're going to miss out on what's more out there and what's special about television. You know, television is that opportunity to go much deeper, go into, to get to know characters and know them the way we get to know people in real life. And in order to do that, you have to do a reasonable facsimile of real life on a camera. And that doesn't come cheaply. Are you familiar with the song by the Buggles called Radio Kill the Video Star? Oh, sure. I mean, Video Kill the Radio Star? Sure, sure. What do you think of this? Internet killed the television star? Uh, well, it's here, it's now, and we better reckon with it. That's part of the revolution. That's part of the revolution. Thank you very much. Sure. You have been listening to the Writer Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com. 